Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the E's and B's, the bacon and eggs of promising sports podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie B. fire last night but we caught it in the nick of time <laughs> you have any idea how fast you were going well, funnily enough i was just talking to my friend about that our speedometers melted and as a result it's very hard to say with any degree of accuracy exactly uh, how fast we were going 78 miles an hour 78 huh well yeah i could buy that sure i guess uh, you know uh, you would know better than us uh, especially since we got a melted speedometer do you feel this vehicle is safe for highway travel yes i do Yes, I really do. I, I, I believe that. I know it's not pretty to look at, but it'll get you where you want to go. And you got no outside mirror. No, we lost that. You have no functioning gauges. No, not a one. However, the radio still works. Funny as that may seem, with all this mess, that the radio is the only thing that's really working good, and it's as clear as a bell. Don't ask me how. <laughs> Can't let you go ahead in this vehicle. Can't what? Not fit for the road. The vehicle will be impounded until such time as it can be made safe for travel on state highway. Okay, officer. I admit it. I, I, I broke the law, and, and for that, I'm really sorry. I am. It'll never happen again. I, you got me there, and I won't argue with you one iota, I swear. However, um, if you impound our car, I'm going to be unable to get my friend here home in time there. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Friday! Day. 
Thanks for joining us again here on this beautiful Friday, February 17th, 2023. Where you be? I want to give a very, very special shout out to my mother, Rita Jane Brummett. Today she would be 69. We love and miss you. We thank you for being our angel. And as she would always say, get your in here, eat your breakfast before you do anything. And with that, you know the drill. It's time to crack those eggs. Get that heat up. And let's get to the sunny side. Worst case scenario, you'll see James Bradbury. They're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think on this stage, I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw just it changes the entire complexion of how this classic game is going to end. He'll have to get Mahomes here. There you go. So the Chiefs will set up. As all day, now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Yes, yes. What an amazing way to finish out the 2022-23 season there in the NFL. As you heard in the sound clips, an exciting game coming down to the end. Obviously, a lot of those Philadelphia fans will say it came down to that holding call. But as you heard there, the field goal going in, straight in, making it 38-35 as the Chiefs get another Super Bowl victory. Congratulations to them. I got to say, it was an exciting game. What we wanted to finish the season out, a back-and-forth battle. Shout-out to both teams on an awesome season, of course, we know this. We're hoping for my team or your team or whoever's team to be there next year. We'll be talking about that uh, definitely in about 200 days. But obviously, the talk has been, was it a holding call? Should have been a call? Uh, obviously, if you go back, check out the highlights. He did have a hold of his jerseys. But, you know, in my opinion, you got to go back to the Jalen Hurts fumble. That's the definitely the uh, turn of events, in my opinion, because they were on a stellar drive, had a lot of momentum. And, you know, that fumble changed the thing. For the Chiefs, getting them the hope, getting them back in the game. And, of course, they just kept riding that pony all the way to the end. Congratulations, of course, this year's Super Bowl MVP going to none other than clown face Patrick Mahomes. Congratulations to him on another MVP and a Super Bowl victory. What an outstanding season. Of course, the ankle was the story of the Super Bowl. It definitely showed a lot. After that first big tackle, he limped off, and the questions were gumming left and right. Was he going to be able to finish the game 180, 75, 50? What percent 
was he going to be at? We knew this. He was not going to lay down, and he did not. He came back the second half. I got to say, there was a run where he ran for like 40 yards at one point where nobody seemed to be around him. It was the oddest thing, and he he looked like my five-year-old out there trying to run as fast as he could. It was just really mind-boggling, but I got to say, all in all, great game. Can't wait. Like I said, 200 and some days until the NFL Next season kicks off. We'll be diving through, of course, the whole entire offseason. If any storylines, trades, or anything you need to know, we'll have all those answers right here each and every week on the best. Keeping things going here on the sunny side up. Let's go from the Super Bowl to the hardwood. will fire up a three. That's no good. The rebound is Keys. And they will commit the foul. And here comes Luck. It's out to celebrate. After two buzzer-beating losses, one at Vanderbilt where in the last play they made a defensive mistake to open up a three-point shot for the Commodores and then against Missouri. But Yes, man, oh man, what a week it was there for the college boys on the hardwood. As we heard, not just one, but two number ones falling in one week. Yes, that's right. And of course, we'll probably have another new one, number one, by the end of this weekend. But as you heard there in the sound clips, Purdue falling to Northwestern at Northwestern. And of course, just a couple nights ago, we had Tennessee. Beaten number one, Alabama. That's right, knocking them off there in volunteer land as we had an awesome, awesome week of college basketball. Of course, my Hoosiers coming off a big win, Purdue, and then a close one with Michigan as well this last weekend. And then this week getting knocked off by Northwestern after their big after their big win against number one, Purdue. So the Big Ten, very tight at the top. One, two, three, four, and five all very close, of course, Purdue still with a two-game lead on everybody, but it's going to be interesting as we get with as we get ever so close to the end of the regular season. Just six more games for these guys to play, and here is how the top ten sets as we go into this weekend. Number ten is going to be Tennessee, twenty and six. At n- number nine is going to be Baylor at nineteen and six. Eight is Arizona. They're at twenty-two and four. Seven is Virginia. They're at 19 and 4. 6 is Texas. They're at 20 and 5. 5 is Kansas. They're at 20 and 5. 4 is UCLA. They're at 21 and 4. 3 is now Percep. That's right. They're at 23 and 2. 2 is going to be Houston. They're at 23 and 2. And for the time being, right now, on top until this weekend, it's the Alabama. Roll Tide at 22 and 4. That's right. That's how it sets going into this weekend. We know there will be some shuffling. Of course, there are some big games on the docket. How about three games you must check out in the college world going down this weekend, starting off this Saturday? How about the Illini? That's right. They'll be traveling to my Hoo Hoo Hoo's. 
Losers. That's right, 12 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Then game number two tomorrow. How about this? It's the Baylor Bears. They'll be traveling to the Kansas Jayhawks. That game, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Then game number three, fast forward to Sunday. How about Memphis? They'll be traveling to Houston. That game's 3 p.m. Eastern Sunday on ESPN. Like I said, folks, we're getting closer and closer to the big March Madness. We cannot wait. We'll be breaking everything down right here on the best and letting you know who's in, who's out as we get ever so closer right here. You cannot wait. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone about this podcast keeping things going on the hardwood here on the sunny side let's go from the college world to the pros yes yes as you know this weekend nba all-star action going down that's right in you that's where it'll be at as the skills challenge three-point dunk contest and of course the ever-so-awaited All-Star Game going down there this weekend. And all of the stars will be in action. That's right, at least all the ones that are not hurt, of course. And as we know, it's going to be Team Giannis taking on Team LeBron. That's right, LeBron always the head captain, as it seems, when it comes to these new All-Star Weekends. But what we are excited for here at the E's and B's, that's right, it's always the three-point contest and the dunk competition of course the dunk competition coming off a couple sour years especially last year this year not very many contestants but let's dive into who is going to be playing in the three-point competition this weekend how about buddy hill from the pacers damian lillard from the blazers anthony simmons from the blazers jason tatum from the celtics Laurie Mackin, he'll be coming from the hometown Jazz. Kevin Hunter, he'll be from the Kings. And I think the favorite to win. How about Tyler? He wrote from the Miami Heat. That's right. And then last not least, it's going to be Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers. That's your contestants for this year's three-point competition. How about on the dunk side? Like I said, not very many. It was going to be five. A guy had to pull out. They replaced them with him another guy. But how about four people you may or may not know? How about K.J. Martin from the Rockets? That's right. Then we got the G League superstar now signed with the 76ers, Mac McClung. That's everybody's favorite to win. Then Trey Murphy, the third from the Pelicans. And last but not least, it's Jericho Sims. That's who's replacing. He's from the Knicks. That's the four guys dunking it this weekend in the competition. I hope they come up with something very creative. And, of course, we'll be keeping our eyes on both of that and then turn over to the All-Star Game on Sunday. We will keep an eye out to see what big action will come from that. We know alley-oops and all the good stuff. Who will be the MVP? We'll have all those answers right here next week. But before we get to that, let's tell you how things set in the NBA before they go to their halfway break. That's right. Out in the divisions, it's the Atlantic Boston Celtics. They're at 42 and 17, three games up. In the Central, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. They're at 40 and 17. They're four games up. And then last but not least in the East, how about the Miami They're at 32 and 27, three games up. Now, out here in the West, the Northwest, that is the Denver Nuggets. They're at 41 and 18, 
10 and a half games up the most on anybody in their division. That's right. Then in the Pacific, it's the Sacramento Kings. They're at 32 and 25. They are just one game up on the Suns. Then last but not least in the Southwest, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. They are at 35 and 22. Five and a half games up in their division. How about player stats, points per game? It's switched back. That's right. Luka now leading with 33.3 points per game. Then on the rebound side, it's Giannis. He's got 12.3. The assist, it's a new one. How about James Harden? That's 10.8. The blocks, another new one. Jackson Jr., he's got 3.3. Stills is still our boy. Oh, gee. Ananobi, he's got 2.1. And last but not least, that field goal percentage is solid with Nick Claxton, 72.2%. That's how it sits right now going into All-Star Weekend in the NBA. Like I said, it's the halfway point. We know the push for the play-in teams will start just next week, and we'll keep an eye on that. Keep keep you up to, de- up to date with everything you need to know coming off the hardwood right here on the best. Keeping things going, let's go from the hardwood to the Pond. That's right, NHL style. We know they're coming off of their All-Star Weekend just a couple weekends ago. As they get into their second half, things are starting to slip and slide and, and heat up on the ice. That's right, as the push for the Stanley Cup is in effect. That's right, getting ever so closer to the NHL playoffs. Here is how things set in those divisions. Out in the Metro, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. They're at 35-10 and 10 with 78 points. Out in the Atlantic, it's the Boston Bruins, they're at 40 and 8 with 85 points leading the NHL in that. Then in the Central, it's the Dallas Stars. They're at 30 and 14 with 71 points. And last but not least, in the Pacific, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. They're at 32 and 18 with 68 points. How about three games you must check out this weekend on the ice? Starting off with game number one tonight. That's right. It's the Kings. They'll be traveling to the Ducks, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Game number two. How about this? It's our Colorado Avs. They'll be traveling to the St. Lewis Blues, 2 p.m. tomorrow Eastern time on NHL Network. And game number three. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. How about the Capitals? They'll be traveling to the Hurricanes, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. That's three games on the ice you must check out this weekend. We'll keep you up to date with any hard hits, goals, and everything you need to know right here next week on The Best. Keeping things going, just a few more things before we get to this week's meet. And let's talk about some of those things because we're going to have to go to the track and talk some racing. That's right, roundy round world, as we know, is in full effect, as we talked last week, all kinds of action across the board, let's start off with some short track, how about last week, the man, the myth, the legend, that's right, the fan favorite, Dale Jr. was supposed to be in action, and he was, late model style down there in Florence, well, things did not go the way he was hoping, that's right, they were hoping things would turn out with him in victory lane, but they were worried about the weather, weather held it off for the weekend for their, for their sake, but the action on the track was not where he needed to be, that's right, struggling in the qualifying, starting mid-pack and struggled the mid, make all the way up to the front at all throughout the race, therefore he finished a definitely 
disappointing 17th place in his eyes. That's right, last weekend coming out unscathed, though, on all fours there for Dell Jr. We'll have to wait until Bristol when he'll be back on the track. Of course, we know he'll be in the Xfinity cars. Can't wait to see how he pulls that out there at one of his favorite tracks to run. Of course, we'll keep you up to date with any of the Dell Jr. other racing news going forward. Other big names, Bubba Pollard getting another big win after that big snowball derby win, that man is on a mission this year. Keep your eyes out for him in the short track world. But talking short track world, how about that race? Everybody's going to be talking about this weekend there in Florida. Other than the big one, that's right. It's the Outlaw Figure 8 World Finals going down there at Showtime Speedway. Yoho's little track there. Going to be an outstanding race as these cars have been geared up now for two weeks. As we know, last week we brought Ben, Mr. Full-Time Tony, right here onto the podcast to talk a little bit about that. They did it, unfortunately, get to run that 50-lap race due to weather last weekend, but they did get to run early this week, get a little bit of action there, warm up on the track. We know some cars still showing up, but going down tomorrow night, folks, you do not want to miss it. It's going to be 225 of the baddest figure eight laps going down there at showtime when the outlaw figure eights are on the track. And I know this, we're going to be pulling for all the E's and B's veterans like Mark, Ben, Donnie, any of those boys going to be rolling to the front. We'll be cheering them on. We cannot wait. If you cannot be there live, make sure you go to Low Budget TV, check it out, because I tell you, you're going to be on the edge of your seat for 225 laps as each and every car crosses through the middle and it just nearly misses contact. You do not want to miss it. We'll have all the wrecks, winners, Losers and everything you need to know coming from Showtime right here next week on The Best. Keeping it going. Let's go from the roundy round world to the strip. That's right. Drag racing style. We talked last weekend. Lots and lots of good action going down at the tracks. And as Limpy always says, the streets are always open. That's right. We had some big action last weekend coming from a couple tracks. How about Little River? My man, Cracking. That's right. Congratulations to him and his wife as well. Pulling off a back-to-back win. Cracking obviously been on a roll all year long. Make sure you guys, if you see him, you do not want to miss him lay down a, a lay down a lick as he has been tearing down the streets this year so far on that no trailer deal going there. Uh, in Mexico. Other big action. How about this? Down in Kentucky. Also want to sh- give a shout out to one of our friends. That's right. Mr. Pizza King. Catfish Billy. Allen Robinson. Congratulations Team Mac. In an outstanding win last weekend. Allen's been on a mission since last year to get in that winner's circle. He finally got in it. And I can't wait to see what Team Mac and Allen have up their sleeve for this ongoing season. Of course, we'll be getting Allen on the show, hopefully, in the near future. That's one of the guys I've been dying to get on here and pick his brain. Obviously, him, Team Mac, anybody from that camp. They're uh, great, great people. So make sure you guys go give them some love. But congratulations to them. And then, of course, last but not least, I wouldn't be remiss if I did not talk about my boy Limpy in the race last weekend on the streets. That's right. Congratulations to Jason Rankin holding off a, a shootout there in Mexico, collecting the money, 
and uh, beating that uh, street outlaw, as Limpy would say, knocking off the old street outlaw celebrity last weekend. So congratulations to all those racers on an outstanding weekend. We know how I, we know we're lined up for all kinds of racing going forward this year, and it's just getting started. Also, want to give a big shout out to Jeff Thomas and Julie Randall as they announced a big announcement this week. That's right, folks. Gangsta's Paradise has now been bumped up from 32 cars to 40. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cannot wait. So it will be 40 of the baddest small tire, no prep cars in the nation there at Brown County Dragway, June 30th, July 1st. You do not want to miss it. Make sure you guys pay attention to the Gangsta's Paradise uh, social event page there on Facebook for all the details. If you're trying to go sponsor each or anything like that, make sure you guys check out what you need to do there on that page. And once again, shout out to those guys for putting on an outstanding event last year. And I cannot wait to go back a couple times this year. So make sure you guys check that out. Last thing I got here before we get to the meet, how about it's been going down since Monday and it's back. That's right. Sick week there in Florida slash Georgia. Tom Bailey's little dragon drive. And of course, this year it was a packed house as 330 cars entered in the sick week challenge. Obviously going to four different tracks from Georgia to Florida. And what a week it was. We're not too sure on how many cars have finished. We haven't got that total as it finishes up today. That's right. You can go to Sick Week Magazine. Check out all that action if you missed any of it. Definitely some very scary crashes. Everybody walked away, but all in all, awesome, awesome stuff. And of course, we'll be set for Rocky Mountain Week next when they come out west here to do the same kind of thing out here. We love keep keeping up to date with all that and keeping you guys up to date with that. We do want to say a shout out. We don't, we're not sure who or what car it was, but the fastest lick that we heard was a 6.40 in the quarter. So a six. was the fastest lick laid down there at Sick Week. Congratulations to them. Um, Like I said, make sure you guys go check that out. Support all those guys. Uh, Very cool stuff, and we cannot wait for the next one. With that, that's going to wrap up the sunny side. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we got some more racing talk to talk about because you know what it is. It's the biggest, the greatest race in America going down this weekend, and we're talking all about it next on The Meet. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Don't know why. I have to drive so fast. It's not you, but it'll do zero to 60 and five. Welcome to this week's meet, as you know, going down this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It is none other than this. Chase Briscoe hooked on to the six of Keselowski. Sindrick gets down in front of Blaney. He's not yet in touch with Exactly, him. and Brad Keselowski waited. He backed up to Chase Briscoe, made sure they were locked on to make sure he got a big run at this. Fast freight coming on the outside track. Keselowski 
Risco, Kyle Bush. And it's so important. We're coming to the white flag. Again, if that caution comes out during that white flag, the race is over. It's time to get established. You better do it quick. Three miles to go in the Daytona 500. Brad is going to need Chase Briscoe to lock the area here to push him one two. Kozlowski had the run, but he's going to need the help. Here it comes. Big push from Kyle Busch and from Chase Briscoe. He's locked on there, too. He's going to have to stay there. Inside Here was there for a second. Here from Kyle Busch in an outside. Cindric can't get too far out. Coming to turn three where it all came undone last year on the final lap. Briscoe's out. He can't get to... Austin Sindrick, whose grandfather won the Indy 500 as a car owner. Sindrick is going to bring them to the line way up high to block Ryan Blaney. And at the line, Sindrick beats Bubba Wallace by half a car length. And they crash. It's back. That's right. The Daytona 500 going down Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And as you heard, Austin Sendrick will be defending last year's run as he held off Bubba Wallace at the end at the stripe. And we cannot wait. As we know, the duels kicked off last night and, of course, qualifying there on Wednesday. And we know this. Seven time, Jimmy Johnson and coming back from the extravaganza life that he lives and qualifying on time Travis Pastrana will be in the race that's right both those guys making it there on Wednesday on time and uh, obviously racing last night in the duels but congratulations to Jimmy Johnson and a whole new setup coming and making the Daytona we'll keep an eye out on him to see if he makes any new any Makes any headway there on Sunday, but we know this leading them to the green flag Sunday will be none other than three time pull setter himself. That's right, Alex Boring Bowman. That's right, in the 48 machine and lining up next to him on the outside will be Young Money himself, number five, Kyle Larson. Those guys top the pool charts there on Wednesday as Rick Hendricks seems to always have the fastest cars when it comes to Daytona and qualifying, but we know this, that means nothing when it comes to that checkered flag there on Sunday. We cannot wait. It's going to be an outstanding race. We also want to give a shout-out because we know it's big, big weekend down there in Daytona as the Arca, the Truck, and the Xfinity race will also be going on. Shout-out to our boy, number 35 in the Arca Menard Series, Greg Van Ulst. That's right. We hope this is his season. He's definitely got the tools to put forth the effort, and we cannot wait to see hopefully him in victory lane, maybe even on Saturday there as the Arca cars will be running. We know tonight will be the Truck Series. That's right, kicking things off um, on Daytona weekend. And then, of course, tomorrow, Xfinity, ARCA, and Sunday will be the big one. That's right, we'll be talking about the big one, the winners, the losers, and everything coming out of Daytona Beach right here next week on the best. Who do you guys got? I'll tell you who we got. 
this week on Picks and Gravy. You can check that out, presented to you by Ease and Bees Podcast each and every Saturday morning on our Ease and Bees YouTube channel. Make sure you guys click that subscribe button, hit that bell, that way you get notified. What is Picks and Gravy, you may ask? Well, it's just where we pick the weekend's games and give all those betting and gamblers out there an opportunity to maybe rethink some of those picks. That's right, Picks and Gravy, presented to you by Ease and Bees Podcast each and every Saturday morning on our E's and B's YouTube. All right, with that, folks, that's going to wrap up this week's meet. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's my favorite part of the show. That's right, we're going to get in the ring and talk some wrestling. Next, you're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. Yes, I believe that. If you were asking me if I think I'm capable of becoming the undisputed universal champion, yes, I believe that. If you're asking me if I think I am worthy of being WrestleMania main event material, yes, I believe that. I believe that with every fiber of my being because if I don't believe that, no one else will, Cody, okay? But if you're asking me if I actually think that I'm going to be the one walking out of Montreal as the new undisputed Universal Champion, I don't know. That's right there, you heard it. Going down there earlier this week on Raw, Sammy and Cody face-to-face and kind of a pep rally for each other. As we know, going into this weekend, it is live from Montreal, Canada. It's going to be WWE's Elimination Chamber. That's right, a live premium event, and we will finally get closure here with the Sammy and Roman story, or will we? I know all eyes will be on that match as that will be the headliner of the event, but let's talk about some of the other matches that will be going down tomorrow night there live in Montreal. How about we got Becky Lynch and Lita. They'll be tagging up to go against Bailey and Io Shirai. That's right. Was supposed to be a six-woman tag, but of course, we had an injury that's not been cleared so therefore damage control will only be able to put two women into the ring so that 
exits out that guest mystery third person for Becky. But very, very interesting to see Lita back in the ring here this weekend. How about Edge and Beth? They'll be taking on Finn and Rhea Ripley. That one, of course, been feuding back from several, several months ago. And, of course, the Judgment Day storyline still lingering as Edge hanging on by a thread with that one. Then we'll have the women's elimination match. That's right, Raquel, Nikki, Liv, Ashka, Natty, and Carmella all in the elimination chamber for the women's. And before the main event, how about the men's elimination chamber? That's right, it will be for the United States title going down. Champion Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gagano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford will be the men in the elimination chamber going down tomorrow night. Who do you got? I think the champ comes out with the belt. That's just my prediction. And in the main event of the evening, that's right, the Universal Undisputed Championship title will be on the line. That's right, as Roman Reigns will be taking on the hometown hero. That's right, Sami Zayn in this awesome Beautiful storyline. Finally, we might get the end of it. We'll have to wait. I do want to put a side note going down tonight in SmackDown. It will be also live from Montreal. And I got to say, we will not see the Usos in action or even on the screen in Montreal as they are not allowed across the border. So that is going to come into effect, maybe possibly for Roman. Is Solo and Paul his only hope to hold those titles through tomorrow night? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have all the winners, losers, and body slams coming out of Elimination Chamber right here next week on the best. Keeping things going. One last thing. Let's switch it up and go to the other channel. Chris. Do me a favor and tell these people the truth about Brian Danielson inside the squared circle. The truth. Okay, okay, the truth. Full disclosure, Laredo. MJF paid me an obscene amount of money tonight to denigrate Brian Danielson on national television. Uh-huh. And Max, there was a time in my life where I would have happily taken this money and come out here and bury Brian Danielson with you for hours. But that's not the man I am today, Max. And if you want the truth, the truth is Brian Danielson is set to knock your dick in the dirt. Right there, going down Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite. Christopher Daniels called to the ring by MJF. MJF trying to put some of his tactics and mind games on Brian Danielson, but they did not work. Of course, he did attack Christopher Daniels at the end, but Danielson coming to save the day. And that match obviously brewing as we are now just two Weeks away from AEW's revolution going down. We cannot wait their next big pay-per-view. Now, they did have some things there on Wednesday night that I do want to talk about that I was not a fan of. How about they starting the match out with Mox and Cesaro, or Claudio, excuse me, Mox and Claudio versus 10 and Rush. That's right, in a Texas Tornado match. This obviously kicking off another 
no rules kind of match that Moxley is always seems to be involved in. But my biggest complaint is the same complaint that a lot of people out there may have. Moxley cutting blood once again, folks. It's getting old. All I got to say is, boo, quit doing it. It's annoying. He has to have blood in every match. And I'm telling you, he's fallen fast on my list of wrestlers, of the people I like to watch and people I admire. And I got to say that uh, the antics of having to get blood each and every time he fights is getting very, very old. I mean, telling you, my kids are turned away. It's definitely going down the path of, oh, great, here comes Moxley. We know he's going to cut himself. So I got to say, Tony, if you're listening, please, I know you're not, but definitely change things up. We're tired of seeing Moxley bleed. All other things that happened there, announced on Wednesday night at Revolution, we will get a four-way tag team title match. That's right, as four teams will be entered in for the tag titles with the guns, uh, being one of those. And now it also has been announced we'll have two casino battle royals uh, two weekends in a row before we get to the obviously big pay-per-view going down at Revolution. We cannot wait. We also had another big return there on Wednesday night as Christian Cage coming back and restarting his rivalry there with Jungle Boy. Uh, We thought that was over with, but now it seems Christian's recovered from that injury and we will get maybe closure on that storyline going forward. Also, spoiler alert, if you haven't already heard, I'm going to give out news that happens tonight on Rampage as Keith Lee returns as well to knock down the moguls as uh, Swerve Strickland taking on Dustin Rhodes and definitely gets disqualified as the moguls help him out and Keith Lee comes to save the day so that's a spoiler for tonight sorry if you didn't know but now you do that's what other things uh big news there on wednesday as well mark briscoe is now all elite yes yes congratulations to him as it's well deserved should have happened two three years ago in my opinion but put on a nice show against woods there wednesday night and uh, the crowd is just definitely behind my man Mark Briscoe, so we'll have to wait and see what kind of push. Maybe he gets a match there at Revolution. We'll keep an eye on that. But in sad news to end things out, earlier this week, another passing in the wrestling world. That's right. Legend, Booker, definitely icon. That's right. Jerry Jarrett passed away earlier this week at age 80. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Jeff Jarrett and his family as he started the show out Wednesday night, open an act for with an eight-man tag and a you know, he did an excellent job, so congratulations. I'm sure your father would be honored to see you honor him there on Wednesday night. So sad news in the wrestling world, but we'll end it out with some good news. If you're out there looking for some wrestling to check out, how about you support any of your local indie wrestling promotions? That's right. We support Rocky Mountain Pro here at E's and B's. That's our Denver local indie promotion. And hey, these wrestlers got to get their start somewhere. So make sure if you're looking for something to do on the weekends, look up your local indie promotion. Go support those indie wrestlers. That's how they get their start with that, folks. That's going to wrap up the scramble this week. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap this whole thing up like a burrito next and get you everything you need to know coming up for next week on The Toast. You're listening to The E's and B's Podcast. Yeah! Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answer to no man, I still go, go.
Everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jam to jelly your cinnamon butter sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. All right, as we always do each and every week on the toast, let's get to those weekly shout outs. Want to give a big shout out to Ben, Mark, Austin, Jesse, the Tunnies. Go get them this weekend, folks. I hope they knock them down, bring back that money there from Florida. Also, shout out to Donnie Murphy. I hope he, as well, puts up a big challenge. Maybe he comes home with that trophy and money, but shout out to those guys. Also, shout out to Matt Smith. Want to give a big, special announcement. Shout out to our new friends and partners. That's right, Ohio Grudge Racing's Josh Robinson. Obviously, we're jumping on board with Josh this season. I'm announcing that right here, right now. That's right. We are super, super excited to be partners with Josh. Uh, Just a small partner, obviously. We are just a small show trying to get our name out there, and this is one way we're going to start, and that's jumping on board with Ohio Grudge Racing. So thank you so much, Josh, Michelle, and everybody there at Ohio Grudge Racing. We cannot wait to do a lot of cool things with you. And uh, we'll have a lot more announcements and things coming up later on this season. But, yes, special shout-out to them. Also want to give a shout-out to my boy Limpy. Shout-out to Happy. That supports your local street racers. Shout-out to Team Meatball. Shout-out to Carolina Performance, Robbie and Robert Dollar. Shout-out to SRC. Shout-out to Old Man's Garage. Shout-out to 24-7 Motorsports. Shout-out to Backwoods Garage. Shout-out to Pennywise Racing and Media. Shout-out to No Prep Fillings, Bob Rice. Shout-out to Hot Shot Secrets, Chris Lane. That's right. That's a new one. Shout out to Stripper Glitter. Shout out to Team Mac. Shout out to Team Up Hilton and Abeta. Shout out to Rocky Mountain Pros. Yaden, Lillen, Yaden, Lilith, Dustin, Remy, my boys, Neil, Brian, Tony, Ty, and all the peeps at the Green Solution, 810 North College Road. Make sure you guys check out the Green Solution for all your cannabis needs. That's right. Make sure you guys are also checking out easeandbees.org for all of our social media outlets. And make sure you check out tomorrow. Picks and gravy. That's right. Week 14 presented to you by Ease and Bees podcast each and every Saturday on the Ease and Bees YouTube. We pick the weekend's games from NBA, college basketball, hockey. This week we're doing the Daytona 500 and also maybe even give you a little insight on who we think will win the Elimination Chamber. That's Picks and Gravy presented to you by Ease and Bees podcast each and every Saturday morning. Check us out. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get those subscriptions up because we got some cool things up our sleeve for this summer and we need all the subscription we can have so we can spread the word to all the people that we're trying to shine the light on. Also, next week, talking about shining the light, how about another guest? That's right, back in the house. We cannot wait for this one. That's right, it's going to be Cody McMahon Miller coming in to talk a little bit about what he's got going on this season and uh, maybe getting some announcer tips and all that good stuff. So make sure you guys check out next week as we will have a guest right here, Cody McMahon Miller in the house. Also, hey, if you want to be on the show, get at us at easeandbeespodcast at gmail.com. Give us your story. We'll get back to you and get you on air. That's easeandbeespodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be a sponsor of the show, looking for sponsors where we can play your video. Also, maybe give your business or whatever a shout out. That's an easy fee, not very high, very small funding. Just check us out. That's easeandbeespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be a sponsor on this show and on 
Picks and Gravy on Saturday. That's where you can get your video played each and every Saturday when we have Picks and Gravy. So I'm not asking much. Just looking for some help and some sponsors out there. If you want to get your business a little bit more attention, get at us right here at E's and B's. All right, with that, let's get to this week's Sports Illustrated Fact. That's right. While no amateur has ever won the Masters, Ken Vacheri came the closest in 1956. He held a 54-hole lead over Sam Snead, Ben Hogan, and Arnold Palmer, but ultimately lost to Jack Burke Jr. by a stroke. And that is your Sports Illustrated Fact of the Week. With that, let's get to this week's Your City. All right, this week's Top 10 Cities goes as follows. How about number 10? Shout out to North Canton, H-O-O-O-E. North Canton, Ohio. Thank you so much, North Canton. Number 9 is Concord, North Carolina. Thank you so much, North Carolina. Number eight, Leaner, Texas. Shout out to Leaner. Thanks so much, Leaner. Number seven, how about Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Welcome to the top ten, newbie. Five or six, how about Indianapolis, Indiana. Thank you so much, Indianapolis, Indiana. Number five, how about Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee at five. Thank you so much. Number four, it's right here in the home state. It's Brighton, Colorado. Thank you so much, Brighton. Number three, it's overseas. How about our faithful? It's Frankfurt. Germany. Thank you so much, Frankfurt. Number two, it's the home city. Holy cow. Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much, Fort Collins. And on top, two weeks in a row, it's Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you so much for all the love out there, folks. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone. Give us that five-star review, as LB always says. Have a kick. Daytona 500 weekend and make sure you check us out tomorrow on Picks and Gravy there on YouTube. With that you know the drill. As my mom always said make sure you eat your breakfast. Happy birthday mom. I love you. I miss you. You're the best. Peace y'all. One love.